I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, Courageous Managers Part 2, Trustful Dialogues, how you can accelerate your trustful dialogues with these three simple actions. A week last Friday, I turned on my PC and there it was, the blue screen of death. The operating system that I use is Windows 10 and it wouldn't load. But I was fine about it. These things happen. I had backups. It took three days to reinstall Windows, to reload the software and to configure my PC. So I wasted a weekend, but it wasn't a disaster except for one piece of software. I went to reinstall it and by accident, I purchased a second license. So I had one PC and two licenses. No problem, I thought. I went on the software provider's website, I contacted their support function and asked them to cancel one license. I thought it'd be very easy, I thought it'd be done straight away. Seven days later, they haven't cancelled the second license. They're still telling me to adjust this setting and use that configuration. And in the last week, I've now spent more hours on this one software issue than all of the other reinstallation issues combined. The software support people keep sending me technical advice on how to update this and that. It's not what I need. I need an administrative solution, that is, simply cancel my purchase of the second license. I've asked for this twice and they keep sending me technical solutions which don't work. So today in this second of four episodes in a mini-series about the four big characteristics that define a courageous manager, we're looking at trustful dialogues. Trust can be defined in many ways. One of the best is Larson and Lafasto's. I, I really like this because their definition is really simple. Their definition of trust is, are we being open, being honest and being respectful? And are we doing all three, open, honest, respectful, consistently? Because when we are, we've got high trust. And if we're hiding things or lying or being rude, then we're likely to have low trust. So back to my software saga and the two licenses and one PC. The software company is ignoring the real problems its customers have. I spoke to an IT expert about this and they said yes, because I keep getting put through to the technical helpline. And those people there probably have a playbook which tells them if the customer comes with problem X, give them solution Y. It doesn't allow the helpline employees to raise the real issues. The management of the software company is blind to the real problems that customers have. Contrast that with Amazon. Why do people trust Amazon? I think they trust them, or one reason they trust them is because Amazon has great customer empathy. To give you two specific examples, firstly, they make the order process as easy as possible for their customers. And secondly, it's really easy to return products on Amazon. There's no long arguments with customer service. If you want to return it, you wrap up the product, you print out the labels, you take it all to the post office and send it back. So a lot of Amazon's ordering process is designed to make your experience as the customer as smooth as possible. 
put that onto the software company and what you see is the software company has very low customer empathy. And with low trust comes low empathy because without empathy, it's harder for you to take the other person's perspective. So the person that's at the end of the technical helpline is probably not allowed to solve my customer problem. They are not there to solve customer problems, they're there to solve technical problems. So without empathy and trust, your relationship loses its positive meaning and purpose. Moreover, that your relationship starts to become transactional. You start manipulating everything to get what you need. Other people start manipulating situations to get what they need. Everyone is doing the same. And in organizations where that happens, internal politics start to increase, the toxic culture grows, and performance and results decrease. For global managers, it becomes even worse because they start to make non-rational decisions. What they do is they work in the interest of those who are closest to them. So that's tough luck if you're in a distant country or a small insignificant operations. This whole problem is compounded in global operations by different time zones because different time zones increase the frustration. So with my software saga, the helpline people are sitting in California. I get emails from them at one o'clock every morning. I don't work at my computer at one o'clock in the morning. So it's a full 24 hours to create one cycle of communication. To sum up, the systems, structures, and culture in this software company is working against establishing trust with their customers. There's no way that I'm going to recommend this company to anybody else. Despite my repeated requests to deal with the license problem, they're ignoring it and coming back with technical answers. And when you think that somebody is ignoring you or withholding information, hiding information, you tend to stop believing their story when you don't believe their story, it's harder for you to take their perspective and understand the challenges that they're facing. Therefore, the dialogue gets transactional and it's no longer positive, transformational and solution focused. So what can they do to get round it? Well, you can accelerate trustful dialogues with three simple actions. Firstly, ask yourselves, are we being open, honest and respectful with each other? with our customers and with our other stakeholders. Secondly, are we being open, honest and respectful consistently? Because if your answers to question one and two are yes, then you have trust. And the third action is, are we positively exploiting our high trust in our everyday dialogues? If yes, then fantastic, you've got trustful dialogues. Trustful dialogues come about when you're prepared to go through the personal pain of having difficult conversations, knowing that company performance will be better in the end. In conclusion, you need courageous managers to establish trust, and that can only come about through trustful dialogues, because trust means being open, honest, and fully respectful with people. It's courageous managers that have the strength to insist that the people around them have those conversations. And it's courageous managers that get the full benefits individually and for everybody else that works with them. Next week, we'll look at the third of four factors that courageous managers have 
collaboration, which is are people willing to help each other or is it simply every man for himself? So join me for that next week and we'll look at collaboration in more detail. I'm Stephen Hunt. Thank you for listening. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence and the power of clarity to grow their business.